Oh God. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what, what walks the most? I would say elderly people at the mall. But... More legs. Oh my God. It's a, it's wild. Welcome back to New Rockstars, Rick and Morty season five, episode six treated us to some Thanksgiving in July with the funniest <laughs> return yet of Keith David as the president who mm. was now, I think for the first time, actually given a name, President Curtis. Mm. But is there a deeper history between these two men beyond the times we've seen them battling on the show? As we play the game of ranking who's the most exploited on Thanksgiving, we really must start with the question, what, what the, the f***? <laughs> This is Explained, our Rick and Morty after show, where we compare the virtue of anthropomorphic turkeys with things like anthropomorphic pickles, because this is the kind of show that we're watching yes. and loving. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown of all the details you missed this episode is coming tomorrow, but here I am with co-host who knows the difference between ATAT -AT and AT-AT, Tommy Bechtel. That's right. I know where it's ATAT -AT all the time, baby. Where the party ATAT? -AT. <laughs> there were so many little one-liners in this episode. Woo-wee! And I think I found a Thanksgiving special I can finally show my nephews. Teach them how this country was really founded. Yeah, that's and what right. Really this matters. is super accurate origin story to the United <laughs> States. So much packed into 20 minutes uh, this week. Let's break it down. Here's what happened. Yeah. Well, not break it down. That's Eric Voss's job. Let's recap what happened. Uh, and that's no cap. Rick tries to steal the Constitution, but Morty accidentally torches it, <laughs> along with the Liberty Bell, the Lincoln Memorial, and he activates the robot assassin inside of the Statue of Liberty because you can <laughs> never trust the French, as I've always said. I mean, I, I never thought we would go to National Treasure as no. Rick and Morty cold <laughs> open, but... But to do that yeah. and to immediately wreck everything, yeah, perfect beginning. It was uh, we we started off with a bang or a ding or a dong as a Liberty Bell <laughs> dong. That's just you know what, leave it in. Rick yeah. tries to trick the president into a pardon by disguising himself <laughs> as the pardon turkey. Oh, I can't even read this without laughing. But both are several steps ahead of each other. Like a great callback to those like thriller movies where like. The two sides have out outwitted each other, yeah, but, but right, neither right. side knows. Oh, so good. The president has ordered a squad of soldiers to transform into turkeys. They'll have turkey eyes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to track Rick and Morty down and eventually turns himself into a turkey to join the fight. In the scramble, uh -huh. the president's ID chip goes into a random turkey who gets humanized. And takes over the government with turkey super soldiers. Because of course he does. Yeah, there's there's a really fun like uh rule that I think the writers just kind of came up with to justify how yeah. they wouldn't recognize each other. The yeah. human turkey face blindness. Yes. It's a real thing. But it turned into like an actual thing that Rick has to like an arc for him. He he discovers wow. The face it's a real blindness thing. is real. <laughs> Uh, they team up to wage war with the Turkey army and uncover the crypt of the new world, releasing the Turkey's ancient enemies of alien pilgrims and alien natives. The turkeys get massacred, but Morty and Rick have to disable the Washington Monument in space before it turns all turkeys into a master race. Morty destroys more American heritage. That seems to be his specialty in this episode. Uh -huh. And the president uh, kills his turkey Gobbleganger. Gobbleganger. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry that I made you say that, Tommy. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I'm about to get Gobbleganger Gobbleghoul tattooed on my chest. <laughs> get Gobbleghoul. And then in the post credit scene, the soldier coop voiced, as always, in everything that he does, incredibly, by Timothy Oliphant, who could literally read an Archie comic and make it interesting. Yeah. Still struggles with his wartime experience as a turkey, which if you unpack it and relate it to real life, is heartbreaking. But yeah. when he's cartoon pecking blueberries off the floor of a uh, fake grocery store, it's pretty f- funny. Agreed. Yeah, it was uh, one of these things. I guess it's kind of a mix of American Sniper and yeah. the Hurt Locker. Because this yeah. is the Hurt Locker. He ends in a grocery store just looking at cereal. Like, I don't know what to pick. Like, and then, the, and then of course, the, the, the just in case you didn't understand what was going on voiceover. This guy thinks he's a turkey. I don't want to pay for his health insurance. <laughs> I mean, that's so messed up. But that is like, I'm that's glad that... That's how we feel. They, that's how so many people feel. That is how this country treats yeah. them. And it's, it's like, you're not worst. like me. I don't want to pay for anything for you. Which is always right. good. That's always yes, a great exactly. Exactly. I know. Uh, yeah, there was some, like we were talking before the show, like just the right amount of like political commentary mm. that like, and I do like how the president for a second, like Summer starts to feel insecure about her hot take that oh, you yeah. know, Thanksgiving is yeah. covering up the history of That's genocide. That's what young people do compared to genocide. <laughs> Yeah, just Summer for a second is like, uh, I don't really know the full history of this. Yeah. I'm just regurgitating something I read on social and, media. And to be and, and to be fair, they when the president Turkey bribes Congress, it's bipartisan that they're going to. He gets 100 percent <laughs> approval, so it's not like right. this episode was taking aim at just Republicans. It was saying yeah. every elected official, if they're just given a pay raise, you could convince them to. Turn the country over to a genetically <laughs> transformed turkey human. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, well, I think there is a deeper history to Rick and the president mm. because this is the most we've seen the president in a season mm. before. He's kind of becoming a regular on yeah. the show, it feels yeah. like. I'm saying this now, realizing this may be the last time we see him this season. But I think just <laughs> these three instances we've seen yeah. in this season are starting to tell us a story about him and Rick that I just want to dig into a little bit. Right. Um, but before we get to that, just a reminder that if you want to help us make more great content at New Rockstars shows like Rick Explain, one of the best ways that you can support us is to check out our merch at NewRockstarsMerch.com. The shirt I'm wearing is something that you can buy on the site. We also have some Black Widow-inspired designs. We still have some Loki-inspired designs that mm-hmm. you really like. So uh, support this channel. Get yourself some cool swag by going mm-hmm. to NewRockstarsMerch.com. But yeah, Tommy, what's our what's our first question coming out of yes. this episode? So uh, as we were talking about, and I think we both have some thoughts on, does Rick have a history with the president that we don't know about? Yeah. Uh, so I went back to check. This is the president's third appearance this season alone. He was in the Sperm Monster episode, yes, of course. Oh God, yes. uh, he made a cameo in that Decoys episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. Uh, this is his sixth episode overall. He first appeared in season two's Get Schwitz. And then season three is the Rick Cherry and Morty date, which, unlike Get Swifty, really showed the rivalry between Rick mm-hmm. and this reminded me a lot of that episode of just rolling around fighting underneath all the, the National Mall. Yes. Know? But um, there was that visual cameo in the season four premiere. Let's not forget an alternate fascist version of the president in the mm. photo. But we do now finally learn his name, which is weird. Five seasons into a show, you don't fully name a character and then suddenly you do. The, the newsreel called him President Curtis. Mm. Um and I just think that's interesting because this whole episode gave us a deeper understanding of the president's character and his relationship with Rick more than we've ever seen. Obviously, they're obsessed with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rick has fooled him before with the turkey pardon trick. 
It seems like at least three times before yeah. based off of the photos. You're gonna do it again? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a trick. And I like, you know, in the Spur Monster episode, Rick does try to trick the president for a second by saying that all these things like, mm -hmm. uh, all the mysteries of the world are based on these one monsters, this one myth. Um, and it doesn't work in that case. And I think the president's getting pissed off at like, stop trying to fool me. I'm not as right. stupid as you think I am. Right. Uh, to me, the most interesting detail was the fact that Rick has several spares of the president's clothes in his garage mm. hanging up, implying some past adventures that have ended with them both without their clothes or yes. needing a spare change of clothes. Yes. And that was the case in the season three finale when the president shrunk out of his clothes. I think the animators just love showing this guy. It is kind of like, he's got a gut, just that gut that every... Man, yeah, he's like the jacked. Has. He's like they call. Yeah. We used to call players on my football team fat jacked when they had like <laughs> massive ripped arms and like kind of a decent pack area, and then just a gut. And that's like that's what we called like basically all the all the like smaller offensive guards. They were fat jacked. <laughs> I was just fat, just to be clear. <laughs> how, how is this the first time I'm hearing of this term from your job? <laughs> It's something I buried deep inside me, like the, uh, sorry, like the crypt of the new world. It's, it's, my, it's my crypt of the new world. <laughs> now, uh, there was this one moment, this kind of callback, where both the Summer and, pre and the Vice President ask, why don't you two just f***ing get it over with? Mm -hmm. Like, just another example of everyone's noticing how they're weirdly yeah. obsessed with each other. And then at the end of the episode, as Rick and the President see those rival aliens hugging it out, they're both moved by it, yeah. I think, sincerely. Yeah. So on the one level, obviously, this is just a battle of egos between two men who are not accustomed to having their power checked yeah. or questioned. You know, he's the president right. of the United States, leader of the free world, and then Rick. Right. Uh, and as Morty pointed out, their hatred of each other and their criticisms of each other is justified, right? Like the president needs Rick to make America exceptional and clearly benefits from his um, his wisdom and his knowledge. Right. Whereas Rick needs the president to, you know, guard the wall to keep the lights on so that he can go on his adventure and shit on everything right i'm looking deeper into this and i think rick has gotten the president out of a lot of jams in the past now yes. just the ones we've seen like get swifty because we know this president is involved in a ton of hilarious conspiracies mm -hmm. like in this episode spider fdr the crypt of the new world <laughs> right. um but back in rick Turian and mortadate the season three finale there were those murderous twins like mm -hmm. there was a lot of weird creepy history to the american presidency and then at one point there's like a, a set that they roll past in their fight and it's the fake lunar landing set mm -hmm. you know so i think the idea is that the america in this world uh did fake the moon landing at some point mm -hmm. but i think rick would have been aware of that Right. Uh, and what's interesting is later in this episode, when Morty is in space fighting with Rick, he, uh, you know, lasers the Washington Monument and then a laser hits the flag that's on the moon. So in this mm. world, America still did end up going to the moon right. somehow. Right. Uh, they just also just, filmed a backup. <laughs> they just also filmed it. Is this what, which is what a lot of our uh, moon conspiracy theorists believe is that, right. oh, we did actually eventually go to the moon, but the 1969 mission, we did not. We filmed that. That's that's the belief. Uh, it's just interesting that the president tells Morty this office comes with a lot of baggage. And I right. think part of that baggage is that, um, you know, in this animated world, America might have faked going to the moon uh, right. to win the space race. But then later, Rick helped America actually get to the moon with his space travel technology. And mm. that is one thing that Rick holds over the president and why the president hates him so much. Right. It's because right. Rick did that for him. That's just my theory. I think, I don't know if it'll ever get revealed on the show, but that's like my uh, headcanon. I think that makes sense. I mean, I think kind of just what you said to me, it's just an example of two people who is like really the only person that 
that viewers could grasp on knowing how Rick Sanchez is that could push back on Rick. And that uh-huh. is the president, the leader of the free world or so quote unquote, the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, because, you know, e- e- historically, as we know, even the greatest, most like vaunted, celebrated presidents had secrets and had things that they did that were, you know, kind of not necessarily nefarious, but were not necessarily on the up and up either. No matter how popular the president is, you can go to every single administration, except for maybe, I don't know, Warren G. Harding. I think he just cheated on his wife a lot. I don't, I think he was, they said our our lowest IQ president. Shout out to the Harding family if you're watching. I think like, you know, it's kind of a commentary of like, these are two incredibly flawed, powerful men. And maybe the only person that would even give Rick pause to think about his behavior because this powerful man could make his life miserable would be the president of the United States. And it just shows how the show, how powerful the show thinks Rick is. I mean, obviously he's interdimensionally, galactically powerful, but when he's forced to play at home, this is the one person that he even might give him even a second of like, should I do this or how should I do this? To get away with it. Yeah, agreed. And I think, like, um, despite the fact that Rick could probably wipe out the entire U.S. government if yeah, he wanted to. in a second. Like, he still needs them because in the meantime, right. they can make his family's life miserable. Exactly. They created the shimmer over yep. there. Oh, they called it a shimmer. <laughs> yeah, they pointed out how much Jerry sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it, he, Jerry blamed it on his cooking. Like, yeah. the Jerry hates the shimmer so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be at my parents. You never said that. I know I didn't say it, but at this point, it should be implied or whatever. Just, <laughs> yeah. I'd be more comfortable at my parents' house. <laughs> he's so good. Chris Parton. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's incredible. And I think a lot of it, uh, our enjoyment, why they keep bringing back the president, is like Keith David's delivery of all this is so fun. And the writing, the one-liners they gave him in this episode, I think, was a step uh, beyond what they've written for him before. Like, it, it was a little burst back in Get Swifty of where he's like, wait, can I control kill people with my mind like just a little one-off <laughs> whereas here it's like everything he says he called uh he called rick a fart dick at yes. some point and it was just ah it's uh, so stupid but yes. like well done you know Mwah. uh anyway we have more questions coming out of this episode that we'll talk about but first we want to thank some people who helped us make it support for rick explained is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped mm. offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels they just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower Ooh. 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RICKSPLAINED at manscaped.com. Based on the color of the blur used to cover up Rick and Morty and the president's genitals, we're going to assume that those characters are pro manscaping. That's right. Rick Sanchez would <laughs> appreciate the technology of the new Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. It's advanced skin safe technology, gives us all the confidence in shaving in our most sensitive parts. Mm. It also has a travel lock, a 4000K LED spotlight, and wireless charging. And if you've been shaving down there with the same nut trimmer you've been using on your face, You've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Depends on who's pubes, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if it's Jennifer Love Hewitt's pubes, I'll eat those like it's Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) What? When is this? (laughs) (laughs) This is 1998. Party of Five is the number one show on TV. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um... (laughs) 
Well, it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RICKSPLAINED at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code RICKSPLAINED. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you also to Keeps for sponsoring this video. Two out of three men will experience hair loss by the time they turn 35. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door in discreet packaging every three months. You don't have to leave your home, which might be necessary if the U.S. Army is surrounding your home because you destroyed the Constitution. The treatments are affordable and start at just $10 per month. Akeeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key, and treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast and hit up Keeps now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash ricksplained to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Rick to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Rick And this show is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, we've all been there at some point. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line or self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. Just log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room or look for parking. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com slash Rickexplained. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Rickexplained audience, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Rickexplained. All right, Tommy, back to the episode. What do you think happened in New York? The Turkey president apparently sold it to France. So what do you think happened to the Statue of Liberty assassin? Well, here's what I want to have happened. I want from now on in this universe or this this version of Rick and Morty that they're living in, New York to be controlled by the French armed with a Statue of Liberty guardian. And every time <laughs> they go to New York, it's like called like New Paris or something like that. Uh, sure, yeah. And, and, they, and like they have to make runs and deal with like the people that occupy New York. Now that may be a little too World War II occupying uh, territories in, in other countries. Maybe the writers don't want to go there. Realistically, what I think is going to happen is, like many a good uh, episode, uh, it'll just reset back to normal <laughs> for the next thing. And Probably. I mean, one sight. thing I want to I want to see more of, like, you know how season two ended with, like, the Federation uh, taking, or, like, annexing Earth? Yes. And kind of at the end of episode two, you start to see they have like different currency or they're given mm -hmm. new benefits as a result of being part of the Federation. And then at mm -hmm. the start of season three, Rick, it seems like destroyed the Federation headquarters or the Federation mm -hmm. prison. Mm -hmm. uh, and we haven't really explored the Federation benefits since then. But you would think that like Earth is still now aware of other, you know, right. uh, advanced civilizations. Like, just right. a bit of world building, just to sh call it back the way that you put the crack in front of the house or the graves in the in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, like, I would love to see little traces of that. Like, just yes. some of the signs whenever they go to New York, just like, they're in French now, you know? And, and maybe the assassin is just the statue now. Maybe they've deactivated it, and it's just, 
it's just the robot standing yeah. there instead of uh, and now, instead of the, and now she faces the city and just glowers at them. <laughs> them the eyes move. are just kind of occasionally they power up. Like, yeah, just kind of like eye of Sauron a little bit, just yes. scanning the city for. <laughs> yes, I hate to uh, do this to you, but I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of math and a little bit of uh, politics here. Okay, could could a person become president? Could the president become president? With just 10% of the white vote in the, uh, in the United I, States. I love this joke in the yes. episode. Later, he's like, I'm going to need 10% of your baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, I am a, a political junkie. I mm -hmm. Sometimes it filters into new rock stars here, but like mm -hmm. I listen to a ton of political podcasts and I like mm -hmm. follow pollster data and I really mm -hmm. get in the weeds of it. And this line like stuck out to me. I'm like, huh, is it possible... Like, to where a president would only need 10% of the white vote? Well, the answer is no. Uh, in the U.S., the electorate is predominantly white. Mm. Uh, the white voters tend to account for two-thirds of the full electorate, electorate in a presidential mm. election. Um, now, you can win the Electoral College without winning a majority of white voters. Like, mm. Biden got 44% of white voters. Uh, really, the interesting dividing line is less about race increasingly in mm. elections, even though black voters are, are hugely Democratic. Right. Uh, it's really, if you want to look at like how a white person is going to vote, look at their education level, mm. uh, 30, uh, like Biden got 54% of white voters with a college degree, but only 37% mm. of white voters without a college degree. Mm. Well, I'm uh, proud to be in that 37. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just baby. Joking, guys, I'd never be political. No college yeah. for me is what I meant. The joke is that I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I mean, look, as someone who myself and has several friends, uh, who have had to deal with like insane college tuition hmm. hey, you're not necessarily smarter just because you went to college well there's a reason yeah. why we'll I can get only that do out rogue, of the way i can only do rogue theory once a month but if i had a college degree i could do it twice a month is what <laughs> yeah <they say>. yeah <laughs> um but i think the bottom line is you need way more than 10 percent of white voters yes, absolutely. To, to win the yes. electoral college it's a very uh, funny line though very yeah, funny. it's a funny line. And you um I think the president's line was really referring to how Democrats need and we're assuming this president is like based on Obama, but he has like plenty of similarities with Republican presidents, including Trump mm -hmm. and Bush. It's like mm -hmm. he's just kind of a generic president, really. Right. Um, but uh I think he's referring to like how every president really only cares about like the 10% of swing voters mm -hmm. in America that could be swayed either way. Because mm -hmm. things are so polarized now. You know, uh, the two parties are kind of locked in their camp, mm -hmm. uh, their respective corners. But there yeah. is like a 10% in the middle that you might be able to swing. Yeah. You know, so I think that's what he was referring to. Also, the fact that like in the in the line from the vice president, like this whole idea of having to balance out the ticket with an old white man in the VP slot. Obviously, that's what Biden was used for Obama's ticket yeah. in 2008. And I think the, yeah. the reference uh, to what President Curtis was saying to FDR about try having a presidency, uh, like trying having a historical presidency uh, once Facebook has been invented, I think was something similar to what the line was, kind of implies that he's supposed to be in that, uh, kind of an Obama facsimile to me. Right. You know, like in the way that like, yeah. you know, so much misinformation has been spread kind of in that starting with, I guess a little bit to be fair with George W. Bush, Facebook was kind of in its infancy then, but like really uh -huh. everybody could have a Facebook account by the time Obama became president. And that's when the memes and everything just went freaking crazy. So we're going to end with, uh, I'll, I'm going to put you on the spot actually, yes. because I had a question about this whole thing of do turkeys actually sleep in trees? Do they fly in the wild? 
Well, I can tell you, I actually know this answer. I, without any prodding, my brother, Rob, uh, shout out to him. Very nice young man, uh, has land that he, he owns land behind his house that he hunts on that have right. wild turkeys. And he's told me stories of being like scared out of his life because a turkey coming out of a tree at like four <laughs> in the morning when he's going to like, because they hunt deer. The deer population in Western New York is so huge. The hunters are very necessary because the deers are just running into mm -hmm. traffic and people are dying oh, from God. auto accidents. So like, yeah. you know, my, I, I, I mean, not that I need to justify my brother, but he's a very responsible <laughs> sure. hunter. When he hunts, yeah. if he kills something, he, he takes it to a butcher and we eat it, you know, for we'll, we'll all, you know, we, we, we use the animal. We don't just. Yeah, I come from there. a family of hunters, too. I yeah, think yeah. people who take this seriously, they yeah. they know what they're doing. They're not just idiots out there with machine, yeah. with machine that, guns. That boring <laughs> disclaimer aside, turkeys have poor night vision. So roosting in trees keeps them safe from predators uh, in the darkness, like my brother uh, and the weather. <laughs> and they only move when it's utterly necessary. So at dusk, they fly up into the trees and sleep. And then they pitch down at dawn. And let me tell you, it's the pitch down, I think, that like traumatized hunters. Because you don't realize how huge a turkey, a wild turkey is like, uh -huh. it just, he said, it's like a, like, it's just like a cannon, like a giant, like boulder, just ascending back down to earth with flapping wings. So here's the fun oh. fact that people may oh. not know, but I know Tom Bechtold knows because uh, again, thanks to my brother, uh, turkeys are excellent <laughs> flyers. Turkeys are the wow. selling bergers of birds. They can fly <laughs> straight up 50 feet in the air just to find a tree to sleep in. Uh, they incredible. can escape from predators by flying at an alarming rate. Turkeys are, you know, I think it was Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh that said he never ate turkey because it was a scared bird. And he thought that if he ate the turkey, he would absorb the scared energy of the bird. <laughs> I think turkeys are awesome. I think yeah. you should eat more turkey if you yeah. eat meat because they're excellent at escaping. And, you know, if there's one thing a big man like me needs, it's better skills at escaping. You know, I'm always <laughs> trying to get out of scrapes and I just got to turn sideways to get through a tight turn style. I need turkey skills. So that's why this month I'm launching the Tommy's Turkey Initiative, which by the Whoa. way, I did notice that that turkey company was named after me. So I'm going to assume that was You are now canon in Rick and Morty. That is the Tommy <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, we'll leave it there. That's it for this episode of Rick Explained. Uh, my Easter egg breakdown of all the little details you missed this episode, including Tommy's cameo, will come out tomorrow. Uh, Tommy and I will be back next week to react to episode oh, yes. seven. We might be able to get it out to you early because, yes, this episode is like out in the world online already. Mm. Many of you may have already seen it, but we don't want to like make any videos about it until it comes out on Adult Swim. Yeah. Just yeah. as a courtesy to people who don't. Well, because the people on the way. show like the content that we put out, so we probably don't want to antagonize them. Right, for sure. <laughs> uh, but stay tuned for that. I'm really excited to talk about that episode. In the meantime, follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Explained wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for watching, and we'll close with our favorite moment of the episode. Targeting all American turkeys. Oh my God, they gave it a voice? Who is this for? We're in space. <laughs>